Welcome to Millennial Z and Boomer X. I'm Boomer X. And I am Millennial Z. And today we are talking about the education system, being a student and how it has changed over the years from when I started school in 1971, I believe. And <laughs> yeah, long time ago. And you started school when? Boy, how old am I? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to about, know. About 24 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, I started in kindergarten. Now they're starting school. 1998, 1999, around there. Right. Now they're starting kids in pre-K and even earlier than that, like four years old. I, I started when I was five years old and I've seen earlier schools than that for three-year-olds. Like, they're, yeah, they're some of them aren't in even, there as soon as possible. Yeah, as, as soon as they can get them into machine and make them models of human robots. I mean, uh, contributing members of society. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, it's more, I'll say this, it is more obvious to me what education is for than mm. what it was in the past. In the past, it was to give, I thought to give people base knowledge and understanding, you know, up to high school base knowledge and understanding so that you could function, that you had some critical thinking skills Right. And could view the world and consider different possibilities from different angles and also learn how to get along with people to some degree since you were with a bunch of others, you know, mm -hmm. throughout the day. Yeah. Definitely and social, also, right. Maturity as well. Now it's, it's to me, it's all about conformity and making sure that you do what you're told. That seems to be far more important than in the past. Now, don't get me wrong. It was important in the past too. Because now yeah. they can't kick you out, really. They just send you to a lower quality school that's more jail-like. Back then, they would kick you out. Yeah, there, there wasn't the uh, No Kid Left Behind program. So Yeah, well, that, that, that was a big excuse to just shove people through who really mm -hmm. shouldn't have graduated, I think. Um, well, but... it was a way for them to grant money for, for the school system because they were having kids not show up so they couldn't get the grant money because the way that was processed well, it, was it's more not up to the school to make sure the kids show up that's the parents and right. so they I held guess, parents accountable for it that was the problem that was right. the program well they won't do it because politically speaking they won't throw the people in jail or prison who won't no. send their kids to school so that was a big wash that was mm -hmm. people making up laws who really didn't understand the problem but that's yeah. not new. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I, I can remember going to kindergarten in the fifth grade and watching a moon landing on a black and white TV with the other kids uh, in 1971. And my kindergarten teacher's name was Miss Champagne. And I thought she was 60 years old at the time. She might have been only 40, but I was five. You know, so anybody over 30 was 60. Uh, <laughs> and we, we did the usual kindergarten things. And I was fine going into the first grade, didn't have any issues. And it was we were there to learn how to function and learn knowledge that we had to learn how to write. We had to learn how to add and subtract. We had to, you know, just basic things mm -hmm. uh, that and, and getting ready into uh, the first grade. Now, of course, we had to you had to at least know your colors to, before you got in there. And you had oh, to be so able this. To did you have to learn how to do cursive in the second grade? So they don't do that anymore. Cursive. No, 
because it's ne- they, like, y'all they aren't gonna us. use because y'all aren't going to use your fingers anymore, right? That's, <laughs> I, I suppose so. They don't teach pens it anymore. And, pens and pencils are out of the question now, right? People just kind of scrawl it with a, a notepad or they think it with their mind and it pops up or they use a keyboard. Nobody uses a pen, pencil or anything like that. Yeah, my girlfriend's nieces, they don't. One of them's 11 I've now. Heard that. The other one's five. They do not get cursive lessons. That is pretty foolish on a number of levels. One thing it does. I kind of see it. It's not a waste of time because it doesn't take long. And one thing it's a waste of time, but it's also not very applicable in most life now. So, well, it's not applicable right now, but it may be soon. And it's applicable for some people. It's just they can get around it. Mm -hmm. But I I really see it as being an important skill for a number, not just that you can write in cursive, just that you sat down and learned how to control your mind and your person and your hand enough to write in a particular way it only takes about a one grade and you're doing it yeah you know second grade i'll learn how to write in cursive i think it's been that time teaching them another language but actually efficiently teaching them another language instead of what i got when i was how about just teaching them the one you're speaking better that'd be cool that as well they don't do that efficiently (laughs) cursive would be a nice way to, to to do that i think and make them write it down but they can't even take notes in an efficient fashion if you're not writing like i could write cursive and it would look like greek to them probably <laughs> which is absurd to me but i get it i get it to some degree they they want to teach them different things like how not to do things that are meaningful i guess mm-hmm. that just i'm i'm really banging on the current uh, education model because it, it's only proved to deserve it over the last 20 years or so in my mind thankfully you know, certain things will never change. Uh, like logic is logic, although you can try to recreate it and rename it. Everybody knows if know you're going to say one. something absurd. Yeah, you don't know that everybody's going to laugh you out of the room and you have to prove yourself. So you can rename it anything you want. Uh, the Orwellian uh, speak is in full double throttle speak. right now. Yeah, double yeah. speak and other polyspeak and other types of nonsense are in full regale right now. And yeah. it's obvious to anyone. I mean, if you have someone who's never been exposed to it and you have to explain to somebody for an hour how something that is clearly bad is not really bad, then you know what you're engaging in is doublespeak. It's, it's nonsense. Right. Uh, if you can't just simply know, you misunderstand. It's not what it looks like. It's really this. And they go, oh, okay, then that's fine. But if you have to convince them <laughs> that what is actually happening is actually good for you, like, oh, no, 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 you, you, we have to do this for your betterment. Like, mm-hmm. no, no. Uh, if you have to almost torture them to get them to think your way, that's not, something's either, they're either insane or you're doing nonsense. You're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. But you've been brainwashed too, so you don't know any better. <laughs> Unfortunately, I had to relearn a lot of things after getting out of, out of school, the school system. I definitely, well, not too much relearning, but I was aware of it at the time, but I didn't really realize how much of it was set in stone around you the entire time, how much you were constantly um, exposed to that type of thought process. Like what? Well, I know for sure the biggest one was they, they acted like homework and doing certain things in a certain way. And I understand they're trying to bring discipline into you sure. to a certain extent, but... Because like most people lack exactly that. 
Like sure, you'll see most most of the uh, people who are in colleges and universities lean liberal, and it's not because they're so educated. It's because they want free stuff, and they want things to be easy for them. And that's every youth group, young adults, and teens ever, because they're still children. And it's been that way for them their whole life. And they're wondering why it's not that way anymore. And they're scared and they're shocked by it. And they think it's unfair. Well, now they have a longer child, childish lifespan. So they're older and they still think that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And it just was not that way. It was harsher when I was younger, but it made you face reality sooner. And it, 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 I would say it's, probably a little psychologically damaging because you were more on your own we had more free playtime. parents did not hover over you uh and neither right. did teachers there were a lot more quote unquote fights fist fights physical altercations when i was a kid that were handled amongst the kids very quickly and teachers did not swoop in unless somebody was hurt they would let they the kids swoop in at all out. anymore it's 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 a zero oh, got cops all. there now yeah it's crazy yeah. I mean, a simple childish fight is now a criminal act, which blows my mind. Yeah, that's that's 100% what's happening. Yeah, but... that's blowing things out of proportion, I would say. Kids, that's what, kids are going to school to learn how to be. It's not supposed to be a final judgment upon them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's getting pretty ridiculous on the fighting scene. But I was really more towards like you. I when I was growing up, I know a lot of it changes depending on your state and how their school system is. But uniforms were a very big deal, and they constantly were about tucking in your shirt and having your ID out and having yeah, your uniform a certain way at all times. Right. Right. We could we could wear pretty much what we wanted as long as it didn't. We couldn't wear shorts ever. That was one thing. They couldn't wear shorts because there was no worried about you know, exposing skin for the girls where y'all could, I remember having to buy uniform shorts for y'all, but we, we could wear blue jeans, uh, which was a big deal because in the fifties and sixties, you couldn't wear blue jeans. They called them dungarees in the South. Wouldn't let you wear them. And they just started letting you grow your hair out. When I started going to junior high school before then they'd make you cut it if it got too long where like now they'll let you color it anything you want but you have oh, to be yeah. in, but that you was, have to be in uniform which is while crazy. I was growing up that was being fought against the the coloring of the hair right. was definitely being fought against right. well it a was lot of, uh, a lot of the girls were dyeing their hair red and they're like no you can't do that stuff right. like that and we're we live in the conservative south so it, it's probably different in different parts of the united states and certainly different parts of the world they don't care as long as you show up and you don't cause a problem they don't care what you mm-hmm. what your hair looks like but for us, that was certainly a thing. We didn't have to have uniforms, but we did have to have make sure our clothes were, you know, clean and covered us up. <laughs> that was pretty much right. it. Uh, and they were happy with that. Um, like I said, unless you were a problem to teachers and other students, they basically left you alone. If you were failing, they would call your parents after they talked to you themselves a couple of times, they didn't do it immediately. They, yeah. they allowed you some, a little uh, rope to hang yourself and say, look, I've tried to talk to him. He just won't do it. I'm calling you now. And that was it. Now it's not like that at all. It's simply, no. they, they just, they are, they everybody's hovering everywhere for any little thing. Any little thing is a major deal now. 
which leads it, me to believe it depends that. on the teacher. And it's weird because in a lot of aspects, people think that's a better way of teaching is to constantly hover over them. I don't think it is. I don't but agree. I, but I also I don't, don't agree, agree with the uh, complete association with them that a lot of teachers take on as well. They just they don't even care anymore. They just go through the motion of mm -hmm. because they're there just simply to get a check. And everybody knows that as soon as they walk, they've the been beaten class down. The first time right and jaded and beaten down and they're just tired and they and they can't win so they've stopped fighting mm -hmm. you know i don't i don't i understand their thought process not that i agree but i understand it they've i'll bet you they have fought that fight many many times and realized they cannot win they can't get through so they just throw up their hands and do their job just what they need to do to follow the school curriculum and end the day and i'll say this again when I was a kid, teachers had a lot more leeway in what and how to teach than they do now. Now, every day is dictated to them what they have to do. And if they fall behind, they have to have an yeah, explanation for very it. Strict. And in the past, that wasn't so. And our kids were learning better mm -hmm. in the past when they didn't have that rigid structure. I think it's because most of the people who created that were PhDs who never taught kids anything. They just thought it would be better because their dissertation right argued that it would and other people nodded sagely who never taught kids and agreed because mm -hmm. they're in charge so <laughs> this is what we have an education set up by people who never taught anybody mm -hmm. and that's why we have so many problems more kids going to school more control and less kids learning it's more control in certain aspects but a lot less control in others because i know more of, of the, the curriculum of the curriculum but teachers when I was in kindergarten, we we're still able to like swat us with a yardstick. That is really? not even close to allowed. Yeah, now. we we had more than that. We had paddles. I mean, mm -hmm. you bend over the desk in front of the kids in class. I mean, that would be absolutely right. verboten now. And yeah, it was right. And we there. had, and she probably wasn't really allowed to do it, but she was an old black lady when I was kindergarten teachers, and right. she, she was old school. Anybody. She yeah. was old school, old school. She was already probably already in her 60s when, and so she's yeah. already dealt with kids her entire a, career. That was so, a common thing when I was a kid. I mean, it was, yeah. they and had she never, she swatted us on the hand with it, you know, and of course yeah. the kid would freak out, but right. she wasn't really ever doing She didn't cause crazy. any harm, probably did no. not even a At most, she mark. would yell a lot and then try to get him to calm down. She would like right. yell to, to scare him a little bit, like, hey, yeah. shut up and listen type right. of situation. Right. Um. I I do remember her slamming the the uh yardstick on the table once and breaking it in half, trying to get us like she was just we get were your just attention. All, yeah. How old we were, were you all, then? Four, four, five. Oh, that was kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, it was kindergarten teacher. <laughs> Y'all must have been monsters. Or she? Oh, we were awful. Yeah, yeah we were awful. We we're kinder kindergarten yeah. kids. I mean, you were, got thirty kids. I, and I have to say, kids, I, I was never a teacher. I couldn't do it. I don't have the temperament nor the desire for it. And I'll say this. Anybody who has been teaching more than two years is a freaking saint. They are not doing it. <laughs> they are not doing it for money. They are not doing it for anything other than the fact that they want to teach your kids and make a difference. And that is all. And, and it is so hard for them to do that with all the rules they have to do and all the paperwork they have to do that is not related to teaching all the administrative nonsense to justify their position in existence. So anybody who stuck it out for over two years and is still teaching is a freaking saint. And that's just me saying that.
but I wholeheartedly dis- disagree. But okay. you disagree? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure you met some bad teachers, and I have too. I've met a I lot a of bad teachers. I met a lot wor- more worse teachers than good teachers. I had in really? my entire school time. Thought, that's the two thing. The three good teachers. Really, I I had the opposite. I, when I was coming up, most of the teachers were good, and that's probably what colors my view. Most of the teachers were good. We had a handful in my life that were absolutely bad and should not have been there. Not only were they bad, they were dumb. They didn't have the attitude nor the aptitude. Mm-hmm. And, but they wanted to be there because I think that was the only time they could get people to listen to them. So they should have absolutely, and that's only because the kids that were there basically hostage. And the other teachers took up for them because they didn't know anything. They just knew them as other people. We knew them as teachers, and they were absolutely incompetent. They could barely speak. They could, they certainly didn't, if the book wouldn't have been there, get them, giving him the answers, they wouldn't have known them. Any of them. I, I do believe there's a lot of good intention people that come into teaching for the benefit of teaching and trying to change the next generation and trying to make mm-hmm. them and sculpt them into better people and potential great beings. Mm-hmm. But I also highly, deeply believe the old saying of those who cannot do teach. Right. Well, I, it's hard for me to argue that looking now, cause I've had to meet with some of your teachers in the past and they were, I didn't know them all. I, I, I met a couple and they seemed okay. Pre- what would I expect? And I did meet a couple and I was thinking, what are they doing here? Cause mm-hmm. clearly they're not the kind of person you want to be as a teacher, or perhaps they were just passing time until they were getting a better deal or who knows they enjoyed the six to eight hour work days and only 181 working days a year. And yeah. then they were off for all those vacation days and retirement and benefits. Um, you know, they, they complain about their pay, but really compared to everybody else, they don't work many hours. Well, I, I will give a little bit of a caveat here. I am well aware that I'm speaking on the experience of That's Louisiana's stupid. education system. It's and no it's probably, different anywhere else. I've, it I've, is. It, it is. It's not that much different. Teachers are we're, teachers. We are the one of the worst ones of, it, of the entire state or may, nation, United States with nation. No. And I'll tell you now, all this stuff is federally mandated, what they have to teach, how they have to teach it and all that. It, it really isn't. We have a different culture here than other places, but they're all a little different. But we're all humans. We're all dealing with the same BS, all trying to make our way. And we all come to the same, similar conclusions. Well, I'll go the into same the culture. The, I'll you go know, to, nationwide. to the extent that it's based off of, you know, the property, the, the the pay of the teacher is based off of the property of the area for the school and how much they get granted and all that. Well, Louisiana is inherently going to have a lower pay rate because. But they know that when they come that. here and also well, they, the cost uh, of living is much lower. So it evens out. Kind it of. Really evens out. What I'm trying to get with that is that it influences a certain type of person to be committed to that is. You have your good intention people, and then you have yeah, your the ones mediocre I call people. Right. right. Well, you're and always going to – most people are going to be mediocre. That's the definition of mediocre. Right. And they're fine. Even the mediocre people are fine. What I have a problem with, and this goes into any profession, that the good and the mediocre don't drive the bad out. That right. It goes for police, attorneys, politicians, physicians, anybody that has authority over other people. You're Doctors. not a good person if you know somebody's doing bad. And you don't do something about it. You lost your good person status. And I don't care what you do. So when they say, oh, they're good ones, not if those good ones knew about the bad ones and didn't do anything about it. You have just dropped to mediocre status at best. And that's any and that's anything. I'm not saying you're bad, but you're not good anymore. You're just mediocre. 
because you won't drive these people out. And every profession has it. And honestly, that's what makes the good people good. They just want to get along and do what good they can. And they don't want to say bad things about bad people because it's bad things. And like, oh, they had an off day. You don't have an off day 50 times in a year. You don't, you know, or five times in a year, you know. Right. Um, and that's only the ones you know about. Unless you're watching them 24-7, then of course you're going to see more than five, five, five things in any given, you know, short period because you're there all the time. Everybody makes mistakes all the time, but they're, they're nothing harmless mistakes. They're not bad decisions consistently over time. And, and that's another thing the education system I've noticed has changed. It used to encourage, when I was a kid, it used to encourage risk-taking and exploring things and doing new things. Now I see no. what it does, encourage not making a mistake and doing well, the exact opposite. And that really bothers me. Yeah. You have, you know, the people who have done great things in this country had to drop out of school to get it done because the conformist school system simply wouldn't allow it. Right. They, they couldn't think it anymore. Uh, that that has changed quite a bit. And that means that the politics and the society has changed to such a degree that it's discouraging free thought. That's mm. not cool. When it's I was a kid, discouraging free thought. Yeah, it was the exact opposite. They wanted people coming up with new ideas, doing new things, exploring things and failing. Failing just means that thing didn't work out. You can always do more. You're still alive. A failure is going to happen. The only way you can't fail is if you don't do things. One of my biggest peeves to this day about it and how do you remember how your grading system was? Did they mostly oh, was it yeah. mostly bent towards test taking or was it bent towards homework? Uh, it was mostly for social projects. Uh, homework was only a small portion of the grade. There were quite, cause I never did homework. I've had classes. No, no lie. 80% of the grade was homework. You know that, you know what that's for? The dumb the common kids. denominator. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's for the, the dumb lowest kids. denominator. Yeah. You're, say. you're making sure that your dumb kids pass because you can just do the work, even though it's bad work, you've done the work and that's going to count for 80% of the grade. And if you fail the test, meaning you can't understand it or you don't understand it, meaning I failed as a teacher to get you understand what this course was about, you're mm -hmm. still going to get out of my class and I'm going to look good. Mm -hmm. And that is terrible. It was the exact opposite when I was going to school. And some of them didn't even count it at all. Essentially, all. You're, you're getting a participation award is what right. that is. When 80% of it's homework, it, you just started, did the work. Right. You just, that's, yeah. Filled some papers and at the end of the day, every day. Good job. That's And that's forced on by our federal system. I promise you. That is something that was, that's that no kid left behind. Meaning every kid's going to graduate, whether he knows anything or not. That's, mm -hmm. that's basically what it, i tell you what, another thing that I couldn't stand, I saw in the 90s when you were a little kid, just going to school, elementary school, early elementary, zero tolerance. That drives yeah. me crazy. And all that means is I don't have the ability to discern right from wrong. And I'm just going to ban. I'm going to make everybody suffer. And mm -hmm. good or bad, right and wrong don't mean anything. Facts are meaningless. All I know is I heard this happen. So I'm punishing everybody. And, it, right. and I shouldn't be hearing this. That's what that means. And that that is a lazy administrator. Yeah. Who, whoever institutes zero tolerance is a lazy and foolish administrator and perpetuates bad authority. Yeah. 
to me, it, yeah, it's essentially the same line. Zero tolerance to me shows me that you don't actually care about getting involved. So no. you're just going to yep. deem whatever you, Facts whoever, are meaningless. whoever is involved is everybody's getting it. Yeah. And politics is more important than what actually happened. That's what zero tolerance means to me. And it also mm -hmm. shows you have lost your way as a, right. as a, as a teacher or somebody in a position of authority. Whenever I hear somebody in a position of authority say zero tolerance, anything, I know they're idiots and I've no longer listened to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's only Sith and work in absolute. Yes. <laughs> and that that's is an, an absolute, absolute saying. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a nice irony that the Jedi put out. But yeah. I, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If I see somebody, I have zero tolerance for that. There's very few things, you know, there's always an exception, but I mean, when we're talking about in a contextual thing, we're talking about a school setting. If you have a zero tolerance policy for anything, except School shootings. Okay, I can see zero tolerance for that. That's, <laughs> you know, that's obvious. I mean, things like somebody saying a bad word. I have zero tolerance for that word in my class. Or fist fight or, or something. Yeah, happens. yeah, and yeah. You don't care gonna, who, who started it. You don't care yeah, what you don't happened care. before. That you don't care about the context. Been, you don't care if they've been bullied forever. Right. You know. That kid might have been bullied by that other kid for three months, but you were, your head was so far up your behind and you were so worried about being in the teacher's lounge and getting out of that class that you didn't notice it. And neither did any of the other teachers. And the kid finally got tired of it and beat the other kid down, but zero tolerance. You're going to get rid of everybody. Well, that wasn't the proper way to handle it. What do you mean? The kid went to you five times and you ignored him or you said, don't worry about it. Or just come see me and nothing happened. Everything was done. So zero tolerance means you failed. Whenever you have to institute a zero tolerance policy, you failed. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. Whenever they say that, I don't listen to them anymore because I know they have nothing to offer. They can't think. They can't critically think. They're worried about politics more than they're worried about facts and evidence. And I don't want to know them. There's nothing they can tell me that's going to make any difference to me. Yeah, I, it'd be hard pressed for them to find any reasonable rational system to justify zero tolerance program to me there i was can't it. think of any there angle. was there was no such thing as zero tolerance like i said until until the 90s and that was done to try to take liability off of those administrators right and all they did was create a worse problem because mm -hmm. people who are real bullies don't care about consequences that's why they're bullies so now they get to go down in flames with their target what's better than that we both get suspended and have to deal with people where before it was just me. I can punch you in the head and you get suspended. That's a win-win in my book because before it was just be me getting suspended. So let me ask this on you on when you're in high school and so on. Uh, yeah, high school. How often was wood, woodworking and like essentially vocational school teaching? How, how abundant was I'll that? I'll say this. Uh, it started in junior high school. I graduated high school in 1984. And it started in junior high school in 1977 for me. So, or 1976. No, it was 19, junior high school. I take that back. 78. I, I went back too far. And uh, when you, we were in seventh grade, seventh eighth and ninth of junior high school in seventh grade we, you had a choice you could go to home economics or agriculture studies and shop agriculture and shop studies now this was a small rural junior high school which was the same as every other rural junior high school in in the parish slash county so 
they were no different and talking to other people growing up all over the state and in, even in other neighboring states with counties, it was all very similar. And in, in high schools and junior high schools that were in cities, it wasn't really any different. So the same thing. And all the boys, almost all the boys, went to agriculture and shop classes and all the girls went to home ec classes. Now we did have a couple of girls go to agriculture and shop classes and they weren't lesbians and nobody thought they were. They were just girls that were just, they were doing home ec at home with their moms and they didn't want to have to deal with it again at school. And they thought what the boys were doing was cool or at least they got to hang out with boys because they were learning how to be, you know, they were growing up. There were a couple of guys who went, you know what? I have no interest in farming, raising pigs, learning how to weld, learning how to cut wood. I'll go to home ec. I'm fine. I need to learn right. how to cook for myself anyway. And they weren't homosexuals. Now they would catch a little bit of ragging, you know, from, oh, from the guy. Why did you have to preface that? Because everybody <laughs> thought when I was a kid, if you did that, oh man, they, that guy must be gay. They weren't gay. Well, one guy was, but that was, <laughs> we, we didn't find that out till later. But honestly, the, 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 I would assume they immediately went there because they didn't feel like working. But they didn't they really want to do anything. They didn't want to do that stuff, and that's fine. And I never thought anything one way or the other. And one guy I thought was a genius. I was just too slow. He's like, you know, I went to home ec. I'm like, why? Is all that, the girls man? are there. Yes, all the girls are there. It's like you, sir, are a damn genius. <laughs> and he just started laughing. He goes, "Yep." <laughs> now in the high school, it split up more. Junior high was very limited because they had fewer students and less budget. But in high school, they consolidated all the junior high school kids and they went to high school from all over the Western parish, you know, the Northwestern parish. So they had a shop class that was separate from an agriculture class that was separate from, you know, uh, other classes that were more specific in their work. Um, and the shop was woodworking or car mechanics, or, you know, they broke it down a little bit more different classes you could take industrial arts was another one. I was in college prep classes. I was taking calc and trig and all that. And I did all that stuff in my spare time, which they were doing in class. Of course they were too. Like we yeah. were, me and my friends were fixing up cars to race on the streets. So we were doing shop class, but we were doing that for fun while we were learning in trigonometry and calculus as seniors in high school, you know, or right. geometry as a junior, all that stuff. And the kids that were doing the same thing, they were just getting A's for doing what they wanted to do anyway. They bring their own cars in and work on them. Well, we had to do it after school. And I couldn't do it after school because I was working to try to earn money, you know, to right. save up for a car. But they would, you know, they, they, they were actually smarter. But I wanted it to learn to go to university and do other things. They had no intention of going to college or university. So that was fine. It was just keeping them in school and being productive. Yeah, I know this is conditional on where your high school was but i mm -hmm. i'm quite sure most high schools are this way now is they don't have workshop they don't have welding class yeah, they, want, they, don't have, they expect everybody to go to university which they, is a mistake yeah, it's heavily bent towards university because while i was there i hated it. it it was boring um most of what they taught was a rehash of what we learned in high school for the first two years right but at a much faster pace, but mm -hmm. you know, you still had it. And, and even though I clipped out, which is jumping ahead to advanced class, I skipped out of my freshman and year completely and halfway through my sophomore year with, uh, with early testing and mm -hmm. they just gave me credit. But the thing is 
it is a problem because many people don't need to go to university. All it is is a money suck and yeah. keeping kids in more of an educational conformity industrial complex thing and paying money to people who don't need that money, take out loans for it. You don't need a university degree to be a plumber, right? to be a carpenter, to be a welder, to electrician. do scuba diving, electrician. You don't need it. Why don't, why aren't you learning how to be those things during that time period as opposed to, well, you'll be, you'll have a more comprehensive background and be able to speak to people at their own level. And what level is that? You little snot nosed elitist. It, it means to them exactly what it should mean to them. You, you don't need to be thinking you're better than somebody simply because you went to a university for four years. It typically means you would have more knowledge of art history, geography, better critical yeah, it's thinking a higher skills. Education right, better critical be. thinking skills, better vocabulary, better rate of frame, papers, be more prodigious when you're actually writing and more cohesive and better research skills. But, you know, that is not the case anymore. I've had people... Well, most people now go there just specifically for a career. So they're not even going there for really higher education. They're only getting there for a piece of paper that allows them for a career right, they, because they it's, intend to have. There's There has certainly been degree inflation. And often what I see, they're teaching at university level what they used to teach at high school level when I was there. And yeah. like I said, it was a repeat, but no, this is the class. This is 300 level classes. And I know some people are going to tell me wrong. And I'm telling you, you don't know what you're talking about. I've seen the textbooks. I, yeah. I was reading textbooks at 300 level and a university that was junior or senior level of my high school curriculum. And oh, they was, do that now. It's still the same rehash. And I went to uh, tech school for radiology. Yeah. Only and, one and they just there. want to make sure you understand it, the, it, the fundamentals. And that's fine. I'm talking about more advanced concepts and they're not in any greater detail. Mm -hmm. They expect you to do the work and do that. And you're really just memorizing and regurgitating what the textbook tells you right. in a way that they believe is comprehensive and understandable and show that you're adept with that knowledge and can reframe it. That's all that is. You should be learning how to evaluate and perceive totally differently and think in a way that's more elastic. That's really what university is to me, but that's not the case I see. Now they're, they're cranking out drones. Right. Unless you get to master's and PhD level, then you have research and you know, more theoretical things that you're probing out. But I mean, at the at the bachelor's level, I, I haven't seen much that impresses me at all. And it could be because I'm older, more experienced and educated now. But I, I'm trying to think about it from that standpoint, that it it is quite interesting. And I'm not denigrating education. I just think that it is backslid. I think education is a wonderful thing and everybody should have as much as they want and get as much as they want, but it has certainly changed over the years. I think education is the definition of it has changed for us in a Western society compared to what it used to mean, because now when I hear education, especially in the format of university or high schools or such, it's regurg it's memorization than regurgitation. It was that really right. Means. We have computers it's for not, that. We have right. Google now. I mean, I grew up when there were no computers. I remember the first computer I ever saw was in a computer lab in high school as a junior. Yeah. It was a TRS Radio Shack TRS-80. And I was learning how to program in BASIC. And I could do it. One of the things that bothered me the most 
was when I was taking the ACT and the science, the science part was, had insane time, time spots. It was like, you have 10 minutes to, to read this paragraph and figure out what they're trying to talk about and figure out what this graph is. And I'm like, right. What are we, what, it, what is this getting at? What skill oh, are you trying to a, get that's at That's a here? whole different thing. What they want to do is see how intellectually quick and perceptive you are and how you process information and how you can apply it. So that's for the people because, and, that, and, they, and I blame the educators themselves for this. They, they've always had time slots for tests, always. And part of it is how quickly can this guy work? Because a quick intellect is indicative of somebody who's smart. Because you can have many people can get through problems, but it takes them forever. They have to walk sure. around it, cogitate forever, think about it, try everything, and then come up with the answer. But a really smart guy, he can do it all in his mind, and it's working fast. And he can have the answer and go through all those steps in one-tenth to one-hundredth of time. And that's what they're looking for. Sure, but so there's also some type of unfamiliarity that. that has to be associated with this when nobody has tested for this or even studied no, for this. They, what they want to do is find out where like, you what are. What are we even talking about here? No, what they want to do is find That's all it is. That's what the test is for. That's all that. That's an evaluation. That's not a test like a high school typically gives you unless it's for an overall evaluation mm -hmm. of an intellectual capacity. And, and that's all that is. Like your SATs or your ACTs or anything, ASVAB, anything like that. And they're all timed for that because a lot of people can seem smart and get the right answer if they got all day. But it's a trick of it's a trick of method to that extent, because then you find Not out this is what they're doing. Yeah, it is, because then you find out what they're doing, no. you find out the formula to which they're doing it. And then nope. you find out the method in which it's the most efficient. Nope. And then nope. anybody can do it. No. Nope. Yes. 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 No. That's literally what ACT test books are for. It's no. literally what they practice you to do. Nope. Because okay. you'll have you think that because you don't understand what they really show when they put in those time constraints. It does not matter how much you studied when they make you read a paragraph, comprehend it, pull it out and give the right answer. You can't it's study a method enough. process. It's a method uh, of process. You and can if you're get familiar with the method of process. You can do it faster. No. That's all it is. Yes. But that's not what I'm saying. But the difference to, to degree and faster isn't much. And that's why they do it the way they do. It, it isn't. Because you have people who have taken the ACT, gone to class, done all these things, and you know how much they increase their score? One or two points at best. And this is the second or third time sure. they're taking it with tutoring. That's nothing. That, sure, you have people like that, but that's the outlier. You're talking no, about outliers. That's, that's, that's the not average. the average. That's yep. not the average. Mm -hmm. That is not the average. <sighs> I, that's what <laughs> that's not seen. the average. If that was the average, they wouldn't even bother with it. Nobody would pay for it if that was the average. Doesn't make that's any sense. because they don't know any better. It's their kid. People are willing to throw anything at their kids. Your kid is not going to get that much smarter in a year. They don't sure, know that. But it's not about it's. That's what I'm getting at. The ACT, SAT, and ACT are not about intelligence as much as you think they are. They are not. It's about measure, the formula and how you do it. They want to know how much it, this method and you get good at doing this method and formula. You you score higher. That's all there is to it. For now there is things, some for some, certain like, things. There is some critical thinking measures in the math parts or formulas, and they and they put it to a certain extent. But the test the test taking situation of itself is how good are you at taking a test? That is the ACT and SAT. It is not about intellect. I promise you. I no, don't know that, why you think otherwise. That, no, that's a large factor, but it's not all of it. And, I and that's what I was you. trying to tell you. It is that. No. Everybody who starts studying the ACT and SAT, they start realizing this very quickly. 
It is about how you take the test. It is about how good you are at taking tests. It is not about the of content of the test. That's always, I mean, it's about, I don't want to argue because now we're arguing about something. To, that is that is <laughs> fundamental to test taking. That is a non-issue to me. That's not what I'm talking about. And that's when I say well, no. What, it's, a part, it's part of the education of course, system because you're getting you good at taking tests instead, if of, you can't read instead of learning the content. Or take tests, you're not going to do well taking tests. That's a fundamental thing. So but that's taking like tests isn't isn't indicative of being good at life and doing things and being no, smart. But but this is a test to determine how well you're going to do in school. And a lot of doing in school is knowing how to read, comprehend, and give the right answer. And that's what I'm talking about. And then we're talking specifically about ACT and SAT. So we're not talking about the education as sure. a whole. But you're arguing about something different than what I'm arguing about. And, we're th and you think I'm arguing about the same thing, and we're not. That's like you saying. No, running's about learning how to run fast. And if you can run fast, then you're a fast runner. And I'm saying, well, no kidding. No, that's but not what I'm saying. But you first have to learn how to walk. So, <laughs> or the opposite. Yeah, but it's, it's a similar analogy. I, of course, being good at test taking is endemic to taking a test. That is a non-starter. And that's what I'm talking about here. However, the way they frame those if you're not good at taking tests, no matter how smart you are, you're not going to do well. I agree, if that's what you're trying to say. I, I agree. You cannot be good at taking tests, and you can be smart, and you can crash and burn in an ACT or SAT setting. However, I also tell you, you will not do well in an educational setting, and that's also what it's, what it's testing out. You will not do well in this educational setting is right. why I was trying. Why, right. is why I was getting to all of this. The education right. system is bent right. towards a very specific way of learning. Right. Which I disagree with. But that's that's the way it's been since time immemorial in the modern since World War II. Let's let's say that way. That's the way it's been essentially since they created school factories to crank out people who can work in modern society in groups to do things. Yes. So they created that series of tests that way to see how well you're going to do in higher education. Sure. Yes, uh, I'm getting to. And yes, there are like extremes to where people have, you know, dyslexia or something of the matter, and they're never going to be good at taking tests doesn't mean they're and they're not intelligent. It just means they're bad at taking tests. But I'm even getting to the point of the details of not even an SAT or, S or ACT situation of there is a formula on how they prepare these questions and how they put the choices sure. of multiple choice answers. That's every test. They have a formula on how they only how they make a comprehension Look, of how this looks there are algorithms and, and that formula can be everything and that formula is a method of process and what i'm saying is when you get good at you get good at determining that method that method and that formula means you're good at taking that test but it doesn't mean you're intelligent just because somebody makes a high score in act i've met people who take who make very good scores in act and they are not intelligent people they just studied really hard at taking the sat an ACT. That's sure. all there is to it. That's and what I'm, I'm not, getting at. I'm not arguing that, but I'm telling you, they are such outliers, it's meaningless. I don't think most they're outliers. People, I think most, if more people worked hard enough at getting good at but they understanding won't. the formula, that sure, they're, they're an outlier in that they, they work hard to get it right. to get good. That's my sure. point. I, I'll get good. I'll, I'll give them that. There's definitely you know, credit where credit's due on, right. they definitely did due diligence and they studied and their I, butts and I'll off tell you this, and it did a good job. But it's irrelevant. And that's what I was trying to tell you. It doesn't matter. Why? Because if they approach their education the same way, they'll do well. Sure. And that's all the test is testing. And that's what I'm telling you. It well, doesn't well, matter. The the key element of that was that you're saying it's indicative of intelligence when they can no, do this, the, the time, but it's not. 
the, that's the, what I'm saying. For the vast majority, of it, and here's the other thing: no test is perfect, and every test can be gained, and everything is an algorithm. Computers are proving that right now, and so is AI. Everything, sure. and sure, those tests follow some intrinsic algorithm and formula, as you put it, by the way it's set up and introduced. But the thing is, if th they understand that and they apply themselves and do it, they are outliers. Most of them don't. They get what people get what they get. That is 99% of the people who take it. So for that 1% who gain it and they come out with higher test scores than what you know that they deserve, good for them. It doesn't matter. The vast majority of people are simply, it's measuring how quickly they can think and how quickly they can comprehend and answer the question. For most people, that's, that's what it does. And that's what it's intended to do. You will always have people find cracks and look for little chinks in the armor and come up with ways to try to beat the system, whatever the system is. Okay, but it doesn't really change the fact that what those tests do for the great majority of people. And that's what it's for. Sure, I think we're going into extremes, but I'm I'm trying to get into an yeah, average. Yeah, you're you starting average... to go in extremes to prove your point. Then it's not really proving your point, other than it's an extreme. No, I'm, I'm trying to generality. say you're saying there's outliers here, and I don't think it's a a one percent. I'm genuinely there's a reason why they everybody who's anybody in trying to do better in SAT and ACT, and they go into studying the SAT and ACT, they will do better in the SAT and ACT. Yeah, they generally do. And because they learn the method of it. Yeah, and it's usually, if they have a good tutor, and it's usually two or three points at the most, which is n almost nothing. Most of the no. time, it's one or two points. And a couple of times, I've seen it actually drop because they got so nervous with all that pressure. But that has nothing to do with the method. That's more the person. Sure. Yeah, right. there's there's those as well. But there's there's definitely, I think there's a, an increase. If somebody actually learns how it's done, they, sure, they can improve it, and you know they what? They can definitely improve it drastically. Not that. And that does to me that is not indicative of somebody intelligence. That's indicative of somebody who. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Test. Most of okay. that test, and that, and you might have reinterpreted what I said, and we got in that argument on something that's really not an argument. Most of that test is not about how smart you are. Those certain parts that have time studies for comprehension and certain answers, that helps measure your intelligence. What that test really does. It wants to know how educated you are. Right. That's all. That's, that, well, that's the problem. That's what I'm getting at with the, with the time test system of the science part. It's like you're not actually seeing how, you how educated I am. Yeah. Because you're seeing how I'm, how, what process I do to find, to find the answer you want me to find. Right. When I've and, never studied for this situation. Right. And, and Makes no sense to me. And you may not, and some of them, they know you haven't studied. They want to know. And I scored well on it, but I was just so, I was just, this is so absurd to me. Why are you making they me take They did that on like every this? test, but I, I find it funny that you're so bothered by it. But it made they zero do that, sense. They, they do that to see how far you've gone. Because if you've gone over the norm, then you scored well. And, and they, how quickly you arrive at it means how much have you worked here? Or did you have to figure it out on your own with some other stuff? It measures a whole bunch of things you obviously don't understand is what I'm saying. And I'm trying not to be a condescending butthole when I say that, but that's really what it's doing. I think it's, and it it's bothers measuring you. things that don't, aren't applicable to anything that's worth anything to me yeah, or anybody else. It's yeah. And what situation where I'm speed running to find out the information in this, in this, and this study that somebody's given me. See, no one, never. When somebody hands no. me a thesis, I have days and weeks to study this no, thing you don't. to find out what, what statics they have. Yeah, No, you don't. Sure. 
No, what, you don't. what scientist is like, well, you have to get this done right now? Sometimes you do. The nuclear plant's about to blow up. What, when this am, is when not is about happening? that. And, and you're being absurd to try to prove a point. It's just showing you how much you don't know about it. It's not about that. It's about the education system. It's about how will you do in an education system and how advanced are you really? We know at this point in your educational career, you're supposed to know this much, but we're going to show you stuff you don't know. And we want to see how quickly you can figure it out. That's all it is. Or sure. perhaps you do know it. And if you know it super quickly, we're going to give you more stuff under more time constraints to find out how much stuff you really might know. And the fact that you don't get it is fine. But if you do get it, then that's really good. And that's what we want to find out. That's how they know how advanced you are. Otherwise, they wouldn't know. Say you know everything that you're supposed to know at your grade. Okay, you and everybody else who's supposed to know, except for the people who don't care. But how far along are you? And that's what it's testing. And how smart may you be? And that's also what it's testing. Or if you learn how to game the system, so to speak, and you're one of those outliers, okay, but you're less than a small percentage of people. So it really won't affect our tests much, although it might be good for you, but you'll crash and burn later because you don't really understand. You just got lucky and learned how to game the system, but that's on you. That's really all it is. It's not that complicated. And they set it up to do those things. Yeah, I highly disagree with that. You don't like it, but you disagree with uh, what they did, but that's what they did. I don't think it's finding any of that out when yes. the way they're doing that. Yeah, you know, I could say you don't like it, but that's that's what they're trying to do. They got, got to have some way to know, and that's the closest way they can come up. They don't have to know any because of that. Because I'll tell you this. The way the education system makes you do any of that. What is yeah, that well, going to do for you anybody? You don't think that. Well, you haven't been there, so how do you know? When, when, well, when was, has anybody ever been like, well, man, I'm glad I studied on how to disassociate this information from this information so quickly from my test taking in real life. Oh, wait, never. Right. Well, it, it will teach you later on how to do things and how to read quickly when you get a huge volume of information to have to go through and then create a paper on it in a very short span of time and give it to the teacher and let them know what you actually learned. Sure. That's, that's what a method of learning. That's not a process of finding out how indicatively intelligent you are. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm talking about. You don't know what that is because people who are not that intelligent have an extremely difficult time going through a large pile of information quickly, sifting through it, distilling it to its essence and speaking on the subject succinctly and clearly in a short amount of time and giving it back to somebody else. If you're not particularly smart, you can't do it. Sure. And that's what I, that is. That is what that is simulating. There is no other way to do that poorly. other than in that test, other than that. Extremely in a, poorly. In a mass scale. That's the only way it can be done in a mass scale. So that's what it's doing. And that's my point. You have to, somewhere, you have to draw the line. Is it perfect? Nope. But it's as close as they can get with the mass testing they have to do. And that's what we spent the last 15 minutes arguing about something you didn't understand or didn't like. And I'm telling you that. No, I think it's it. still about the education system, although I think your take on it is much different and you're trying to be very optimistic on the way and means they're going about it. I, I think it's very, I think, I'm sure I think after it's very algorithmic to, and formulaic to them. And they think well, that, that they, again, have a, they have a perfect pre presence on how to take a test. And I think it's very flawed. Extremely every, flawed. Everything is algorithmic and formulaic to some degree, especially when you have to do it to the masses. That's just the way life is. It, it's just the way things have to work. Uh, now, you could have the individual thing like the old Socratic method. 
you know, where you're teaching these things, but you didn't have schools as such. You had tutors for the rich people and the poor people just had to get lucky mm-hmm. to have somebody to apprentice with. And that was common for thousands of years. But now there's so much information. There's so such a great deal of base information that people have to learn quickly as they're growing up to be able to function and think even remotely generally in a functioning modern society that you have you have these schools that you have to attend. Now, originally it was to create the perfect little industrial worker and make them conform. But now I think it's more about making people conform mentally than it is about making them conform in other ways, even to the mm-hmm. education. They want you to think wild as long as you don't actually do anything about it and you accept people in positions of authority telling you what's best for you. That seems to be what they're pushing down people's throats more than anything else right now, which bothers me to some degree. But you do have to have a little of that. But I like to see people thinking more freely, and they are not doing that as much anymore. That is very clear to me. Well, I only have so much time in a day to get you into the next row of of uh curriculum that they want to get you to so that's probably well, that's one way to think about it uh the other one is it's it's just really strange to me how people will quickly accept stuff and now you have the knee-jerk reaction from people that won't believe a certain group of people in position of a power because they're always wrong and now you think anything they say is garbage which is not true. I I try to critically evaluate every fact presented to me as a separate issue, no matter who says it. Uh, That's part of that critical thinking and perception thing. And, you know, somebody you can hate can actually say something that's absolutely true. Sure. You may not like that they said it, but it's absolutely true. And I'll just deal with it and I'm okay Mm -hmm. with it. Now, if I dislike them, I'm more likely to think what they're telling me is not true. But that doesn't make it less a fact. I yeah. just have to reconsider it. And then that goes to the other thing. You see a lot more group studies at the university level, high school, and lower level uh, education system, which I do not like. And ostensibly, it's to make people more socially available and cooperative. And all it does is make sure that your little kids who are lazy and not particularly bright, pass. And the people who are bright and intelligent and do a lot of work drag those people with them, and it loads them down. I don't like that. I think there's far too much of it. I've seen too many people who should have failed pass, and they think everything is fine. Why? Because they're too sub-intelligent to know that they don't know what's going on. And they don't have to. Because well, the problem other people is always it's such an easy off. fix to fix that while still getting the benefits of social interaction because they could just easily give you a contribution, uh, well, a list it. of con- you know things you need to contribute to the project, right. but they don't grade you individually. They grade you on the group and right. how well the group did, but somebody's right. going to compensate for their contribution yeah, I don't, or their I, lack know, thereof, it, which is a problem. A, they, should, they should grade them individually on it. Right. It's okay to have that sometimes but not as a major method of education. I despise it. I think it's lazy and it also gives false expectations of people. And also it makes people less self-aware and it makes the people who are actually good people less prone to try and think individually because 
they're just going to get weighed down by people who can't do anything or won't do anything. Sure. And they like, I, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing all the work anymore because I've been doing it. And a, a potentially bright student who wanted to do well now is just jaded and sick of it. And I've seen that more than once. Well, that that leaks even into um, applying to jobs. They'll have personality tests. And if you don't grade well in the personality test, and the personality test is, is heavily bent towards you being a quote unquote team player. Whether right. or not you're going to help people when they need help, whether or not well, you're going to help them despite there's the fact nothing that wrong with helping people who need help. But there's another thing with helping somebody who always is that same person who right. won't do what they're supposed to. And they always need help because they won't or can't do what they're supposed to. Exactly. And there's, and there's an issue with that personality test in these situations because it's like you don't understand the context to which I'm answering this question. You don't know. You don't know what past right. experiences I've had and how I'm thinking yeah. about this situation of, well, am I should I be helping this person or should I just let them finally fall because they never keep up and they never carry their burden? Yeah, so, I got to tell you, unless I, I would help them until I figured out that they were using me, then I would stop helping them. And I would tell them, look, man, you need to learn this out. I'm going to let you fail a few times. And don't let, I haven't abandoned you. I'm going to watch you, but I'm going to let you fail. That's the only way you're going to learn what you need to do. Right. I tell them straight out and it's on them if they get angry with me because, and, and, and that's the other thing until you fail, you don't really know what it's like to fail and what you need to do to overcome it. And that's what I mean about now the education system is about to make sure that you don't fail. So you have no idea what it's really like to succeed you can't fail now almost you have everybody yeah. everywhere floating you up even when you do nothing you pass you everybody show up. yeah everybody gets a participation and trophy. it's demanded that you show up so it's not even that hard to show up anymore right even if you don't participate yeah right and again attendance they, right they would throw the trouble trouble causing kids out of school they would have to stay home with their parents and their parents had to deal with them they don't do that now they just send them to a different school mm -hmm. like what is that that's not punishment <laughs> those kids well, I think don't that's, care i think it's also very uh ob observant as well and very prominent showing of what people how people think of the education system now compared to back then is when this whole fiasco of the uh covid and everything breaking out and people having to stay at home or people having to go to work and their kid wasn't able to go to school it became very inconvenient for them essentially a lot of parents see the education system as a as a uh, babysitter daycare as a daycare yeah. they, they have for a very long time right trust me and you know and another the things i saw most kids when i was going to school up until high school when you could get a driver's license as a, as a junior and get a car or whatever they were taking the bus yeah almost every kid now some kids still take the bus but almost every kid now is driven to school which blows my mind and slows down traffic for miles everywhere yeah. and it's not necessary I'm like, and one, how do their how, how do the parents take the time out of the day to drop their kids off and pick them up every day when the kid also could just ride the bus? Isn't that socializing as well? It blows my mind. Most of these schools are locally, uh, and they're localized. Close. They're very yeah. close to these neighborhoods. Yeah. You could walk there. I know. I know a mile sounds like a long way. It is not a long way for a child right. to walk. But it now, really nowadays, isn't. with hovering parents and a uh, overly protective society. You can't be a kid anymore. You're yeah. basically a toddler until you're 18 years old. It blows my mind. And they're wondering why the kids 
can't think for themselves and can't do for themselves, they're treated like toddlers until they're 18 years old now. Yeah. You, that you was agree? very Yeah, that was very prominent when that, I was going. That's part of that group work. That's what little babies do. They hang in groups. You know, that's what little little uh preteen kids do. They hang in groups because they know by themselves they're weak. So they hang in groups and that's what weak people do. They gang up in groups. And I'm going to tell you, just because everybody says a certain thing is so, doesn't make it so. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a, a group speak is not, doesn't mean a fact is any different. Right. And that's what the education system teaches. And I don't like that. It's simply, uh, I think it's twisting people's minds into a way that I don't particularly care for. Uh, back when I was a kid, a thing was a fact and that was it. And no amount of arguing would change it. No amount of different things would change it. Now you could take it out of context and show how it was a bad thing or do different things and have brainstorming and free thought. But the fact remained in its original intent is what it was. And if 20 people said that that fact was a different thing, didn't make it any different. Those 20 people were just wrong. Right. <laughs> and, and it's just not that way anymore. Yeah. It, that blows my mind. I think you're also touched on the inherent problem with uh, majority vote on a lot of situations where if there's a lot of uneducated people, a majority vote can really cause some havoc because they're voting on something they have no idea what they're talking yes, about. Yes. And that's obviously, well, you can see that in our political system. People vote now on party lines or they vote for people they think they like instead of looking at the actual issues. Yeah, and, they don't look at And doing research on the person. Yeah. That person could be garbage. Mm-hmm. But you like them because they're nice to you. Oh, or so-and-so went to school with them, or I met them at a party once, so I'm going to vote for them. But that person could be horrible, or I don't like that person because they have a nasty attitude. That's exactly the kind of person you want in that position, and they're knowledgeable, and they know what needs to be done. They won't try to kiss everybody's behind to make everything better for everybody. They know this needs to be done, and only an unpleasant person could make it happen, perhaps. So, you know, you need to think a little larger, I think, than just thinking small little boxes or Pollyanna attitudes with certain things or because, well, yeah, I know that guy. I went to school with him. He's a good guy. You don't know if he's a good guy if you went to school with him. It's 20 years later. Yeah, I also think it's a bit indicative of the way the methods taught of uh, memorizing and regurgitation because you take a lot of things from a textbook for face for face value. Right. So you're not really researching these people when you see them right. on the TV telling you all these great things, what they're going to do for you. And then you don't look at their history. They've done exactly the opposite they said they were going to do yes. for their entire political career. Right. They're not going to do what they say they're going to they, do. And they're lying to you again. And they've said different. So if yeah. you see that, don't vote for them. Mm-hmm. If their actions don't match their words, don't vote for them. But, you know, people being people and the education system should direct this. We took American civics as I was in the ninth grade. I don't think it's in school anymore. That's another thing. I took civics. Um, My civics was mostly on economics, which was still useful, but it didn't really go. Our American civics was about the American government. Hardly any of my. You have almost nobody know what the executive branch, legislative branch, and judicial branch really is. Anymore. We had that a and little bit a in social studies. It's, I think social studies is kind of bad, yeah, but that's at a really basic level. System. If it's social studies, because so that's elementary school. I'm talking social studies is even, so sadly social studies is even in high school now. So yeah, social studies is all the way they, up there. That means social studies has turned its own genre. There's math, science, English, and social studies is your is your big four. Yeah, we didn't have social studies anymore. I don't know after. if it's like that anymore. Anyway. Yeah, it was it was civics, and you were learning about grown people. I learned how to do a 1040 short form 
in high school. I learned how to do taxes in high school. I know they, they don't, don't teach, teach that. Any they teach that. a lot more. In general business school class, I had to learn how to uh, balance a checkbook. I bet they don't teach that anymore. That's what I'm saying. They No practical stuff, just a lot of abstract BS, which will be totally different in five years. Mm-hmm. That's That seems like the only thing left that's still real is math because numbers are still numbers. And they're new trying math to take that turn away. that on its head, but everybody's yeah. laughing at it. And they're saying, oh, this is why they do it. They want people to think differently. Yeah, there's only so far that can go and still be right. actual math, especially I, when you get to advanced math. Now, there are some methods of, of learning math that I am way for than the typical traditional way they teach math, mm-hmm. but it's not the one they're currently using. But Of course I, not. Yeah, there, <laughs> there is some I've seen on YouTube and certain like, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but Khan's Academy, Academy, some yeah. YouTuber. He's, he's a professor and he does have actual like methods of learn of teaching math. Right. Math promotes disciplined thinking and critical analysis. And it mm-hmm. seems like schools want to stay away from that as much as possible, which is. I don't know if they want to stay away from it. They, they've definitely found the difficulties of trying to teach that way compared to everything else, the way they teach it. So they're trying right. to incorporate the new way, which is not that way. <laughs> <laughs> right. And as I said, we don't want people thinking for themselves. That's crazy talk. You know, that's yeah. that's what it seems like. But that was not the way when I was when I was a kid, you know, in yeah. the seventies. That it was just not that way. They wanted to give you as much information as possible back then, and they wanted you to learn it, and they wanted you to know it. They wanted you to succeed in school so you could succeed in life, not so you could just do what you're told. Doing what yeah. you're told was a byproduct. Now it seems to be the main thrust of being in school. But I could be wrong about that. I don't. I haven't been to school in many many years, so mm-hmm. it just seems like that's what that's what they're promoting. Yeah. If there's anything to take away from this, and I, and I want to put this, I'm not sure how eloquently I'll be able to word this, but I avidly believe wholeheartedly if there is any politician or any president that's running and they don't talk about revamping the education system for a betterment of society, I don't listen to them because that is probably the first and fundamental issue they we have in any nation of the lack of education and that lack of education causes a whole other plethora yeah, of this. I, you know, I think they simply need to figure out a way to keep people who are obviously disruptive and willful failures and put them in a, in somewhere that's different and stop pulling back the people who want to learn and shine because they're they're slowing it down for everybody. That's one of the very many issues of yeah. the education and system. And that's just, just to begin with. Once you yeah. figure out that, the rest of it becomes very, very easy. Because then you can have different... Yeah, the atmosphere completely changes. So then yes. you can start having people willingly wanting to learn. And that changes yes. everything so much. I will right. say that it's probably one of the bigger issues, but not to me, not the biggest issue. I think the program itself is fundamentally incorrect the way they teach. It's just Such poor. As... It's just bad. Uh, like... Sitting kids into a room and making them, forcing them to learn something they have no interest at all. The way they go about teaching it, keep teaching that's, having one teacher teach 30 to 40 children she had that's always no one way. contact yeah it's when i terrible. was going to school it was the same way and that's that's the way you industrialize education to get so many people shoved yeah, through there it's with awful. tax dollars you know it seems like they they would have gotten better with that but they've gotten worse like they've gotten rid of recesses which is crazy um that helps kids blow off steam and you're going to have kids sit still for nine hours a day that's I nuts think, Tech, incorporating technology and how somehow making it very efficient on 
teaching people on a more of a one-to-one -one scale, if they can ever incorporate that into their education system, will have leaps and bounds in, pro in progression. Well, I, don't, I don't disagree. Teaching you have people. a lot more capability with that, with people sitting in front of the computers and feeling like they're individuals learning. But then how do you get people shoved into groups and dragging along the unwilling and, and unknowing along yeah, with those who that's excel. part of the problem you can't yeah. do one without the other for sure yeah but, yeah yeah because that's that's really a goal I, I saw it in their curriculum a goal of there was to drag these people forward where before yeah. they would just fail out or stop showing up or they would have to keep repeating the same grade right or they would stop uh, yes they would start repeating the grade and you know what there's nothing wrong with that you never know what's going on with them and they might need to do it they just couldn't do it because they weren't developed enough or they simply couldn't get it and they had to repeat it. Okay, repeat it. But no, nobody does that anymore. Also, nobody does. Parents being more involved with their education, yeah. their kids' and that, education. And it would force that too. You, yeah. You, you simply do your role as government and stop being a nanny. And amazingly, things will self correct. Yeah. Because it's only ex made it worse lately. But yeah, I think the I uh, culture around parents and being involved in They've education had to dumb down the system terrible. to get people through. So that's obviously not working. Right. So what do you want to talk about on the next podcast? I think we will touch on something that's very, very sensitive. And one thing that's bothered me, and we've talked about it before, is how well the justice system treats pedophiles, relatively, relatively speaking. That's what we're going to talk about. Pedophiles in the justice system in the United States. And other countries, too. We'll get some statistics and facts about how they're done. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it they should be treated much more harshly, in my personal opinion. And we'll go about more harshly than what? And we'll talk about that. But tune in for the next one. Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed us arguing with each other about these <laughs> particular things. And it certainly didn't go the way I thought it was, but I thought it was a good one. And... I want, and I know we missed many, many things because we stuck on a couple of subjects much longer than we could. But I'm very I enjoyed passionate it. about education system. Right, right, or particular things. And I, I, I want to thank you all for listening. And I hope you tune in for next time. Take care. I'm Boomer X. I'm Millennial Z. Peace.